0: It's just a fruit Mm. salad. Don't call it a nature cereal, it's a fruit salad. It's a wet fruit salad. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's ridiculous. Welcome to DanceCast. I'm Seema Belmar, writer in residence at ODC. Today, we're going to talk about TikTok. And there is no better person to talk to about TikTok than a teenage girl. So today's guest is Lucia Capazzuto. She is 14. She loves TikTok. She is also my daughter. We're also going to be joined by Edgar Mendez, Digital Marketing Manager of ODC. It's going to be lit! Okay, now I've embarrassed myself. But first, I bring you the ODC calendar for April and a wee bit of March. On March 19th, join us for Drinks and a Dance, featuring a virtual screening of Kate Weir and Brenda Way's Worlds on Fire. In this work, We're and Way, explore the cyclical nature of human experience, touching on themes of kinship, belief, codes of honor, love, and the will to endure. Prior to the screening, guests will enjoy a lively discussion between the artists, as well as a wine tasting led by Mary Stubbs, owner of Stubbs Vineyard. One of the benefits of watching dance at home, you get to drink and eat popcorn. ODC School and Rhythm and Motion Dance Program offer dozens of online classes for all ages and levels via Zoom. Hip-hop, Contemporary, Rhythm and Motion, Ballet, Hula, Afro-Haitian, Eccentrics, Pilates, Belly Dance, and much more. Don't forget to also check out ODC Fit, a new fitness initiative that brings together specialists across the fitness, wellness, and dance industries. Classes include strength, cardio, mobility, and flow. Passes for ODC Theater's Summer Festival are now on sale. Woohoo! Two weeks of virtual events will feature repertory, premieres, and in-process work created specifically for a digital experience. Celebrate a historic cohort of artists originally scheduled to appear in 2020's festival, joined by present and emerging creatives of today and tomorrow. June 3rd to the 12th. You can find more information on these events and reserve your tickets at odc.dance/slash calendar. I record these podcasts in my house. There's so much ambient noise. And I just want to apologize for that when you hear drilling or canaries chirping or children screaming. I also want to say that I experienced and conducted a bunch of research after talking with today's guests, Lucia Capitsuto and Edgar Mendez, because the interviews are very loose and sometimes we don't remember names and we don't know who we're talking about, things like that. We talk at one point about a happy TikToker that we love to watch and that person is Dante Kali. At Dante Kali is his TikTok account. There's also a hilarious exchange between Lucia and me about a dance that she calls the Juggy, And my brain didn't fire and I realized afterwards that she was talking about the Duggie. One of my favorite podcasts, Politically Reactive, hosted by W. Kamau Bell and Hari Kondabolu. They have this segment called Hold Up, Wait a Minute. When in the middle of an interview, if an interviewee brings up something like the Geneva Convention, something that the listener may not know about, they pause and explain it. They give the definition or the the background or the historical context. It's great. So DanceCast needs a segment like that, or I could be a better interviewer, more prepared in advance, or I could be a better sound engineer and put in the names and corrections inside the interview. But until that happens, I'm going to use this opening really quickly to uh, offer some resources and explanations, just so that you can fill in the blanks. So we mention a New York Times article. That article is by Taylor Lawrence, and it's called The Original Renegade. I also wanted to alert readers to this amazing article that is available free through university of michigan press it is by Malaika imhotep it is called uh, hashtag on fleek, authorship interpolation and black femme prowess of black twitter which is in the anthology hashtag identity hashtagging race gender sexuality and nation edited by abigail de Koznik and keith feldman I think that article would be of interest to listeners who are also interested in not only the perpetual fact of white folks stealing and benefiting from Black culture. Yes, that is a story that keeps happening. It is a story that needs to be told over and over again so people are aware and don't think that Charlie D'Amelio invented dancing, (laughs) invented successful TikTok dancing or TikTok dances. But at the same time, There is a growing literature about the originators of TikTok dances, of terms like on fleek, which now is in the dictionary and attributed to Kayla Newman. There is a trajectory of increased credit because of the ways new forms of media speed up and make easier the process of citing other folks, hyperlinks and ats and things like that. But structural racism, because it remains, there's still a lag, major lag. There's not a um, an equal relationship between increasing, giving credit where it's due and giving money and fame where it's due. And I attended this amazing panel that was hosted by Harmony Bench and Alex Harlig at Ohio State University, a screen dance conference. And I went to the TikTok panel because there's nothing more fun than academics talking about TikTok. And on the panel, there was a professor from San Diego State, Choyan O, oh, who talked about TikTok as social dance. Social dance forms, the process of transmission has a relationship to sharing and to stealing. That's why it makes it difficult to copyright dances from the past that weren't recorded or choreographies that weren't notated. So there is all this research on the problematic nature of these platforms because of the way they produce, reproduce, encourage appropriation. There are also scholars who are working on futures, joy, beauty. So for example, scholar Colette Eloua, who is a grad student at UC Riverside in critical dance studies, gave a talk on the Jerusalem dance challenge. You know, again, she's looking at the way these challenges go viral on TikTok, but in her pre-colonial Africanist research, she's focusing on concepts such as pre-colonial African cosmologies, the congregational global body, the kinetic medicinal frequency of the dances, uh, this relates to Malaika Imhotep's research on on Fleek. It's more than the fact, the amazing fact, I suppose, that the Oxford English Dictionary links on Fleek to Kayla Newman's name. That's great, but beyond that, there is the cultural work of black artists within black communities. Malaika says that she uses the term aesthetic indulgence. To describe these intentionally overt performances of delight. I think that Lucia expresses a lot of delight in her relationship to TikTok and as a white girl the platform itself does not deny her that delight. At one point I have to say at one point I believe it was Professor O who mentioned quote smiling white girls in fancy bedrooms I think she said And I thought about Lucia and I was like, oh yeah, a smiling white girl in a sort of fancy bedroom in the middle of this crisis. Like here we are in the middle of this crisis and TikTok is just awash in smiling white girls in fancy bedrooms. And what do we do with that? What we don't do with that is fully process it in this podcast. So Lucia, tell me why TikTok is so central to your existence.
1: All the kids right now are on it because, of covid and so they're always so bored and they don't know what to do and i think tiktok is like a way to like distract yourself and like watch funny videos or more they can watch diy's they can watch comedy they can watch like acting videos singing videos and then they can also do more active stuff like they can make some like sketches and skits and stuff like that and they can learn dances and they can do these things to like just express themselves in like just different ways that makes them feel as much comfortable in themselves as they can. Does that make sense?
0: Hmm, sort of. <laughs> um, so, so, so first what I'm hearing is that TikTok is not only about dance. Yeah, it's not. But it's very well known for being about dance. Yes. Right. So how did you get involved with it? Do you remember when you started working with the app?
1: Well, I started on Musical.ly, which was mostly, like, skits and stuff like that. There wasn't a lot of dancing at all, actually. Lauren Gray, for example. Who's Lauren Gray? She has 50 million followers on TikTok, and she'd make a lot of funny comedy videos, and people can duet them. They can make it more funny. They can interpret it in their own ways, and then post it on their account, and then those famous people can see them as well and then it can make other people become more visual to other people. Visible. Visible.
0: And so, but when you say duet it, do you mean that you see an image of the famous person Mm -hmm. and you like put yourself next to them and you're like having it a dialogue with them or you're doing what they're doing at the same time but Um, they're not interacting with you. You're just interacting with their video.
1: Yeah. Like there's a lot of acting videos where, for example, there would be this person and they'll say some lines and they'll write text on the screen and then you'll say that line. So it's like you're acting together.
0: Oh, so like there's like a little script and this script could be written by the TikToker or it could come from some other, like from a movie or something. Yeah, and
1: sometimes they'll put Hmm. like noises or like scenes from other movies in the background and you're just lip syncing and try to act as best as you can.
0: Okay, so in TikTok, you can both lip-sync and also your own voice can do things.
1: And how long, what's the time range on an individual? 15 to 60 seconds.
0: Okay, and what is nice about that limitation? What do you like about those?
1: It's like Vine, and everybody loved Vine because they were like short like 30 second videos and they were like really quick so they weren't they don't get boring
0: so it's like a short attention span thing yeah like it's great for people with a short attention span which is your entire generation (laughs) (laughs) no sure no i mean i too have gotten shorter and shorter attention span Mm -hmm. so what are your favorite things to do on tiktok
1: well by far the dancing videos because it's the most active thing i think you can do on it and also it's just fun to learn like choreography and the the songs as well like you get to listen to different music you get to express yourself you can make your own dances as well and then other people can see them as well
0: and so sometimes you're introduced to new music through a tiktok dance video like yeah. before you hear it on the radio yeah. and then all of a sudden you hear it on the radio and you're yeah. like i know that tiktok yeah. song so that happens like i've heard you say that in the car <laughs> you'll be like that's a tiktok song you and know then i'll
1: do the dance
0: and then you'll do the dance and so What was your dance background before Musical.ly and TikTok? Like you've you've taken a few dance classes in your life, right? And so how would you characterize those, like learning choreography, say Mm -hmm. you did a Shawl Anderson dance, you've done a couple of those dance camps Mm -hmm. and you've learned different dance forms. Yeah. Compare that to learning a dance off of TikTok.
1: First of all, the TikTok dances are way shorter, usually. and 15
0: to 60 seconds. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: And also, like, a lot of the dance moves they do, you'll already know from other dances if you learn them. And also, there are some people that actually make tutorials on how to do the dances. So if they're really quick dances, they slow it down for you so that you can learn it if if you need it to be at a slower pace and then you can just re-watch the videos over and over again until you get it you can watch other people do it to see which way you like it more because some people will do their own little twist to it like they'll do a spin when it was a jump or something like that so like the dances can be changed a lot which is they evolve yeah they evolve whoa but also like one of the biggest examples is the renegade dance which is one of the most famous dances the dance that people do now is actually totally different than the original dance.
0: And where was the original dance born or performed, do you um, know?
1: I don't remember the girl's name, but it was like she was like a teenager and she did it and then Charlie Demilio or someone else made the dance different and then Charlie Demilio made it and then it went super viral, but then people didn't realize that the original dance wasn't by her.
0: Meet the original renegade dance creator. Oh, my God. Same age as you, 14. Yeah, that's her. She created one of the biggest dances on the internet, but nobody really knows that. So here's one of the things, right? It's like dance in particular. So never mind the other things that TikTok is used for. Let's just focus on dance for the dance cast. And people are having issues with copyright. You know, who does a dance belong to? who makes the money off the dance you know like this charlie d'amelio person you've showed me this person i am not impressed i don't see why her dancing is particularly amazing compared to somebody else's dancing on tiktok Mm -hmm. i will say that you tried to teach me a tiktok dance and it took me someone who has been learning choreography since she's four years old and i'm 50 now it took me so long to learn it there was something so counterintuitive and unnatural about it in my body. It was fast. Yeah, it felt spazzy. I couldn't. Mm-hmm. It was connecting to the rhythm and to the lyrics in ways I didn't understand. But you've kind of mastered this form because now, like you say, you know some of the vocabulary and some of it has names. Yes. Yeah, like the well, renegade. The renegade. So the renegade is one move or no, one dance? No, the renegade
1: dance? is a dance. A whole dance. Yeah. But then
0: there's one move yeah, things. Yeah, so there's
1: like, the there's the whoa, which is like the biggest dance move. I think. What's up
0: with the whoa? Why is it
1: so satisfying?
0: Even I like to whoa.
1: Because well, <laughs> there's different. Actually, there's different types of whoa, which is crazy. Whoa, whoa. But then there's also like the juggy or something like that. I don't know what it's called. Um, but it's like this one that they do a lot, where they're like moving their hands like this and there's like a whole song about it moving their
0: hands like what like brushing off their shoulder for dust
1: well it's like they're like scooping up ice cream they're just like oh going scooping
0: like, up ice cream yeah. and throwing it over your shoulder that's a juggy
1: i think that's what it's and so yeah. so
0: some of these moves maybe come from way back when like like for example do they do the wop not the wop the w-a-p, WAP. The wop the oh, i i don't gosh, know that is sure. okay so maybe not because <gasps> that was a dance move from the 80s that we used to do where you'd You'd sort of like oh yeah they pulse do that in sometimes space. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so so but that's even, not
1: very common not very common because mm-hmm. it's old school yeah um,
0: but like the cabbage patch running I mean, they man don't, they
1: don't do that a no. lot no the the big another big one is the dice roll
0: oh I yeah I, yes mm-hmm. that's the where one where you
1: like put
0: <laughs> I didn't do a good gesture only you guys see him
1: oh my god but they like put their arm out and they go like they like shake their back arm they just go like that well it looks to
0: me like you're either holding a cane mm-hmm. or like a a Leash, yeah, and then your you got you're your right. hand is a sort of like as if you're gonna throw dice on the craps table. Exactly. Right, so that's a common move, mm-hmm. and it has a little ball change on it. Right? Yeah, sometimes you do a little step. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's very frontal in the sense that you're always facing the camera, even if you turn uh, yeah. sideways. Your face tends to, mm-hmm. you know, you're performing for the camera mm-hmm. very explicitly, mm-hmm. which is different from like when you did modern dance yeah. and you were like careening through the room.
1: Mm-hmm. I think one of the things about TikTok is they have to make the dances, like, each step very visible to another person. So, I think that's one of the reasons why you had trouble is because modern dance is so, like, loose and stuff like that. Mm. And they have to make sure that if you want to learn the dance, you can see exactly what each dance move is. Do you know what I mean? You mean in
0: the tutorials? Yeah.
1: Well, not even, like, people doing the dance... And they'll be just doing the dance, but you can still tell between each dance move. It's not as connected. Uh, oh, like, I close. see what
0: you're saying. So the transitions, there's not the transit. Oh, that's very. Now you're giving me insight. So the transitions <laughs> between movements,
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're not like mushy. Like yeah. you don't just flow into one move and the yeah. other. It's like hit, 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 hit. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of that. I hitting. mean, there's
1: some that are more flowy, but most of the time you can tell when a next move is going to start as well.
0: That's very interesting to me. I have to think about this more. Because my memory of doing it, what was
1: the one we did? We did the one by Megan Lee Stallion. It was called, I know the song's called Thick.
0: The song's called Thick, right. And then we heard the whole song one and day and I was like, whoa. There's
1: actually two dances in that song. And when you want to do a dance, there's like a little circle and you press on it and it says the name of the song and by it's produced by and like the name of the artist. And so you can learn it, you press on this button, then it shows all these videos done by, on the songs.
0: Right. So the song is like a soundtrack to various activities yeah. mm-hmm. on TikTok.
1: Exactly. So wait, let's go back to
0: the variations on the woe. Mm-hmm. I recall on TikTok, you know, like, if the lyric is like, baby, you'll do that classic, you put your arms as if you're holding a baby and you rock it back and forth. Yeah. Or like, there's other what are called like mimetic gestures that Mm -hmm. go directly, literally with a lyric, Mm -hmm. right? Like a shooting might have a little gun gesture or things like that. But then there are these moves that don't connect directly to a lyric or to a particular word, like the woe. Yeah. are you able to talk about
1: what the woe means? I mean, I don't know if it actually has a meaning. But I think most of the time when the woe is part of a dance, it's on a beat drop or something that's like a bah. And then you do the dance. So it's not like just like a random part. It's not like da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Like it has to go on a specific timing or it looks weird.
0: So it's an accent move. Yes. But there's something about that gesture which,
1: folks... Sally can't
0: see. You can't see it, and it's hard to describe, but it looks like, well, to me, it's like you're gathering, you got your hands coming toward your center line, mm-hmm. and then you sort of pull them apart as if you're, like, yanking on a
1: mm-hmm.
0: theraband. That's a yeah. terrible Yeah, well, also,
1: the woe's also very evolved as well, because most of the people, they're, they're more, they're popping more in their shoulder now. Okay. And before, it was mostly just in your arms, and you were just, like waving them around like in little circles and you're just going, like like
0: like rewinding like, your whoa like that and then going wow like yeah um, i wish i can sh- I say <laughs> words for it okay and
1: then now it's more like they're making it more bigger bigger and they're making pop... it more bigger they're big yes. uh-huh. and then they're popping their shoulder out more to make it more what's the word more aggressive like... yeah sometimes yeah there are a lot of people that throw up like, they're throwing a ball in the air, yes. and then they catch it, and they do it, like...
0: Yes, right. You throw the ball up, and then you catch it, and then you lift the other hand. It's, mm-hmm. like, a weird... There's something satisfying about it. Okay, what's another move that is common, like, super A common? lot
1: of people do, like, a slow-motion walk. I think it went viral from, like, these people that are, like, extremely good at it. Like, like it makes it look like like they slowed it down, like, in the clip, but it's actually just their body. But I think you have to have, like extreme self-control over your body Hmm. because they're like really slowing it down and they know even how to like slow motion like run and it's like crazy and they like can slow motion like fight and stuff like that and it's like and and so
0: sometimes it's hard to tell if the person is using a slow-mo effect or if it's actually doing it with their body Hmm. I will say to listeners that Lucia and I love the baby the tiktok baby world One of our favorites. We follow babies.
1: (laughs) Most TikTokers go from TikTok to YouTube. Oh, so it's a launching
0: point from TikTok to YouTube?
1: Yeah, like Charlie D'Amelio, she had TikTok and now she has YouTube and she like because she has such a big following page on TikTok, she already has like eight million followers on
0: So it's like starts with these little blips on TikTok and then they can expand themselves. Exactly. But then there are people like Miranda Sings Mm -hmm. who started not on TikTok and now are on TikTok too. Because there was also the meta TikTokers, meaning the people who like are parodying or making fun of Mm -hmm. TikTok itself Mm -hmm. on TikTok, which is a very Miranda Sings thing to do. Very much. Yeah. Right. So it
1: just really varies on how long you want to watch a certain person. But obviously you can skip through something if you don't want it. Yeah, that's your
0: generation. We were not allowed to skip through anything. It just was (laughs) TV. You skipped it by getting up to get something from the fridge. Yes. How many times did I make mac and cheese during commercial breaks many times. <laughs> All right, we have to take a break ourselves because I okay. need to make lunch. Edgar, tell us again your, your job title.
2: I am the digital marketing manager at ODC.
0: What are you doing? What's you doing with uh, TikTok?
2: Well, we are launching ODC's TikTok um, sometime this month.
0: And do you have an advisory board of teenagers? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Lucia will be part of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> right. Uh, the so, answer is no. <laughs> the answer is no. What is inspiring ODC to have its own TikTok account? Account. account.
2: Mostly it's to expand our audience, specifically our teenage audience, youth audience, because um, they all use TikTok.
0: Lucia. Yeah concurs yeah and so how are you imagining what's the image of odc tiktok
2: so our first post will be an introduction of odc you know what is odc we are a professional dance company a school a performance venue um so i was thinking of pulling clips from multiple videos that we already have and putting like our intro video out there beyond that i do have an idea of at the least posting once a month or four times at most each month to highlight sort of the ODC Dance Company arm, ODC Theater, ODC School, and now ODC Health through our fitness program.
0: So some of it would be maybe clips of performances and then some of it might be actual tutorials.
2: Edutainment is what exists on TikTok and it really catches on with a whole bunch of TikTok users. Yes. Have you heard of Nature's Serial? Lizzo did a TikTok. We were talking
1: about it this morning. What was it? The fruit thing with the coconut. Oh
0: right, she was this morning. Said there's this fruit and coconut water cereal (laughs) that that she must try.
2: try Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how. That's what is amazing about TikTok. These trends start on TikTok. Uh, This gentleman who is from abroad somewhere. He's like a vegan, and he likes to do his TikToks about what he eats in a day. And this was his, like, nature cereal, which is blueberries, blackberries, pomegranate seeds, and coconut water. And then Lizzo, who's, you know, famous artist, picked it up, shared it on her TikTok, and it just, like, caught on.
0: And uh, and this is both, interestingly, the problem with and the amazing thing about TikTok. So, yeah, well, we were talking about the way that dances get created. So speaking just about dances, of course, TikTok does like you're saying all these other things. A dance gets created, and depending on who creates it, you know, that originator gets lost. And it turns out I did not understand this until I read this New York Times article about Jalea Harmon who invented the renegade dance and then Charlie D'Amelio made it famous. So it turns out that a lot of the dance inventors, they don't put it directly on TikTok. They put it on that other site. It's called Dub Smash. There's a whole story of like who gets credit and who gets money and who, who gets famous. Like, it's great that Lizzo... I mean, maybe the vegan guy, he's not like trying to make money off of his fruit salad.
1: The people are really like it though.
0: I know, but it just always amazes me when something gets quote unquote invented as if it's new and everyone's like, oh my gosh, when literally fruit mixed up with some kind of liquid has been around forever.
2: (laughs) Right. But Lisa was doing it. So I should do it, right? (laughs)
0: And a lot of the folks who make dances and put them on dub smash, it gets picked up somehow by someone on TikTok and then that person, it goes viral with that person, especially if that person is white, it seems. Right. That mm. happens a lot. So it's good news that Lizzo is making viral the fruit salad. I'm yeah. sorry, I'm always I'm always gonna call it the fruit salad. But so Lucia has had some, so ODC is a modern dance slash contemporary dance company. Yeah. They produce all other kinds of dance and performing arts. Um, but that's their background okay. and you've taken some modern dance. So a and, little
1: bit, like not a lot, Let's Okay, us be real.
0: Okay. But, <laughs> um, but we've, we talked about, like, I talked about how difficult it is for me to learn a TikTok dance, like seriously difficult. And I've been taking <laughs> dance class my whole life and I thought it would, I would just be able to do it. Not
1: true. No, she still doesn't know it.
0: I still don't know it. And it, it's weeks. More than a month more than a month to learn like how many seconds was that one it was like 15
2: (laughs) i it took probably like five hours for me to learn the i'm a savage uh
1: oh i know that one dance yeah yeah (laughs) yeah but also um artists can also get more well known from tiktok as well because i didn't know who doja cat was until say so made it was a dance and then she made her music video and she did the dance in it and then it went viral as that too.
0: But so if ODC were to put material like tutorial material, I mean, could you envision learning modern dance on TikTok or now ODC the school teaches much more than that, teaches hip-hop, teaches yeah. you know everything. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear your thoughts on like
1: I mean, what would
0: be appealing to you and your friends?
1: It's also about the song. It has to be like really like upbeat and stuff like that because if it's like I mean driver's license is like super famous and it's a really slow song. So like, if you guys were to make a song, a dance about that song, it would go like extremely far, probably. If you use like really famous music, it can help. And then other people will see it and then they'll do it and then it can go really far, so. Exactly. You
0: know, and the company, Uh, of course, uses like, you know, Philip Glass and Laurie Anderson. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, if it's suddenly like, and then this is what people would think.
2: Right, and it's really it's really artist driven like I think about ABT and their TikTok like they're making ballet super cool and like again it's like this resurgence of like oh I want to do ballet again because of their TikTok you know like Mm. um they're they're putting ballet you know on its head because now it's like again super cool and edgy and like popular they're picking up a lot on the trends that are happening around TikTok and just making it their own may- putting their ballet twist on things like they're in the studios doing it could be like a say so uh by doja cat song and they're doing you know a rehearsal you know it's, it, it's like that play with um super popular audio and then like what they're actually doing
1: yeah i actually just saw a ballet video from and they were doing um like a little stretch thing where they were like lifting their leg up higher and higher higher to the cardi b song up That just came out. And I actually I liked it and it went, it went really viral. And literally all she was doing was like stretching her legs super high. And she was wearing like a very big tutu and it went really viral.
0: But when I think about Brenda, Kimi, and Katie and their beginnings, they came up in this postmodern dance uh world where dance was being pulled away from music, separate from music, and God forbid it should be dependent on music. It's and this medium is not only so dependent on music, it's dependent on a particular kind, right? In order to like a popular sound, a current sound that is rhythmic, that the lyrics are important, uh, you know, cause that's part of what was challenging for me to learn too, is I had to like hit things on certain words and on certain moments. And I was just like, what is happening? Why can't I just smear, you know, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no smearing.
1: You have to be able to tell which. Every movement is so that if someone else wants to learn it, it's easier for them to learn it. Because if I, if you were to make a modern dance video, and it was like super like flowing stuff, it might be harder for someone to learn because it's a flat screen and they can't really mm. see exactly what you're doing. And I think that might have been the, one of the reasons why it was harder for you as well. Because I mean, even the way you did the whoa, you did it. You don't like make it super sharp.
0: I smeared the whoa. Yeah. <laughs> I smeared it. So, so do you have questions for Lucia? Like as a research, for example, she got excited about interested in the ballerina, but does that mean you're going to go come to me and say, Oh, let's get tickets to the ballet or put me in a ballet class.
1: No, (laughs) I mean, it was one TikTok. If I, if I was, you have to be on a certain side of TikTok. If I was all, if you could tell if I was like really wanting to do ballet, if my whole entire for you page was full of ballet videos which isn't the case for me, but probably your stuff will get on that side of TikTok. If you use hashtags is also one of the big things. You'll be like hashtag ballet. And if someone was to search up hashtag ballet, then your videos would also come up. And so then people would be like, oh, and look through all your videos and be like, oh, this is cool. And then they'd follow you.
2: Mm -hmm. Right. I do have a question, but I also wanted to add that. For TikTok, especially the audience there is not looking for ODC to sell anything, really. It's a platform there to entertain, inspire, and show more, this is a more technical term, but brand awareness of like ODC and like its lifestyle and, and its culture by reaching out to that audience in a very just, you know, off the cuff kind of way. But my question is, when you go to TikTok, are you just scrolling through your For You page? Or are you looking for, like, a TikToker?
1: It really depends because there's a For You page and there's a following page. And Mm so I'll be looking through my following page and I'll be like, oh, I'm getting bored. And then I'd look at the For You page and be like, and I'd go through and I'd be like, oh, this person's funny or this person's cool. And then I'd look through their account and then be like, oh, I actually like what they're posting. And then I'd follow them so that I could see them more on my following page as well.
2: Right, right. Because a big reason that TikTok, I feel, is so successful is their algorithm is like completely spinning out videos that you 99% are going to be very interested in. Like it's insane how they do that.
1: Yeah, it's creepy.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) A lot of people love these videos where um, you can show clips of the video and then you can put like little word bubbles explaining what you're doing and stuff like that. Cause people will really like that type of stuff. I like to see that type of stuff. And when I see it, it has like a lot of, a lot lot of of following
2: as you are. Yeah. (laughs) Like I get, you know, mini marketing, like education tips and like someone is like pointing and then there's like an air bubble with tip one point tip two, you know, which makes learning even more interesting now.
1: I mean, like, remember that guy who would do the dancing? No, I love him. Yeah. Oh, You yeah. guys can do things. So- we all know
0: who we're talking about, but what is his name? <laughs> what is his name? The <laughs> one I ever, when you mention him or when I think of him, I think of the one that goes to the song, you know. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, pew, pew, doing all these things. Right. Hackies. And it
2: makes you feel so good. Like- <speaking> so
0: good. The hashtag bit of it, thinking about ODC. I I see an expanded hashtag universe that I wouldn't have thought of before. Like for example, I think on the one hand, ODC, the genre of modern dance has always been like anti-ballet, you know, or against ballet, even if the modern dancers were training in ballet as the ODC dancers have been. Now though, what you're talking makes sense to under an ODC video, if it's about the company, let's say, just showing clips of amazingness, maybe with bubbles and stuff that one of the hashtags would be ballet because it would be concert dance. Like it would be a, right. a, a synonym for concert dance that more people would understand and that maybe would wind up filling their page maybe with ballet companies, but maybe with other modern dance works. Mm-hmm.
1: Exactly. Or they can add yeah. your account in their videos and then you yep. can duet them and that also gets a lot of views as well.
0: Duetting. Yeah. Duetting. yeah
1: because you always tell me that every dance is the same. That's what she says, every dance is the same move. And that's so that that's so that people will be like, oh, I already know the dance, so I'll make a video and I'll add the person. So that person who created the dance gets more and more following and gets more and more attention for that dance. And then they're known for that dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and it's made up of vocabulary, like even in the article about uh... Jalea Harmon, you know, she took the woe and she took the this and she put it inside this renegade dance. And I thought the song was called Renegade, but it's not. It's called Lottery. And, you know, it's like there's all these little, <laughs> yeah. and she does do a mixture of um what I would call like affective moves. So like when it goes, uh-huh. ah, ah, right, the arms come out as kind of like yeah. an extension of the breath, but then there are the um. Signature moves—I'll call them like the whoa—and then there right. are the um, what do we call iconic gestures. Like mm-hmm. uh-huh. I can't remember in that one. Maybe there's a money gesture that looks. Uh, no, I can't remember. There's oh a, yeah, there is. There is some kind of money gesture, like either throwing mm-hmm. alcohol, or they
1: like where they just crossing, crossing their your arm. arms against yeah. their
2: waist. Yeah, or like they like hit you know. whoa! Hit the, <laughs> the whoa yeah.
0: It is not unlike the way social dances are born and transmitted. It is not unlike mm-hmm. that. Uh, and that's why the whole process of giving credit where it is due, that whole story of what Eric Lott would call love and theft, who, who we love, what a Black artist makes, and then we steal it, we being white people. Mm. And there's a YouTube channel called The 423, goes through the whole story of Jalea Harmon and the Renegade and you know, saying that, yes, eventually she meets... Uh, what's her name? Charlie D'Amelio. D'Amelio and they do edit, mm-hmm. And her name, and she does a halftime show somewhere and she starts to get this renown. But when you look at her TikTok page with her 500,000 followers.
1: She only has that many? Yeah.
0: And Charlie Demilio has how many?
1: 109 million.
0: 109 mm-hmm. million. You know, and I have to but say- also, But you also
1: have to think- i think also charlie d'amelio has created more dances as well and people not only is she also hyped about her dancing she's also hyped about how beautiful she is and that's one of the main things about tiktok is a lot of the girls on tiktok they're good at dancing but they're also really pretty and that's one of the reasons why like probably more than a half of her followers are probably boys and or girls like
2: absolutely yeah beauty is such a you know be a component across all honestly all social media accounts but especially it's the publicity that she received from connecting with all these beauty gurus James Charles for example and like all these public figures you know launched her into the public eye and so
0: and so I, I'm excited to see what ODC will do because there are so many arms of ODC there's a lot of fun that could be had
2: exactly yeah there's a lot of the behind the scenes stuff We're working with that can Mm -hmm. transition into the reopening, and then once we're in person, I mean, I think this is going, this will blow up. Like, I just think of like the dancers coming in, our front desk staff coming in, the Brenda challenge, the Kimi soft shoe challenge. You know, like there's just so many things that can like happen on TikTok, and the it just has to come across the right people. I kid you not, I learn something new every day when I open that app. It's just an amazing tool. Like, but isn't uh, it
0: also a tool for spreading misinformation? Oh god, here we go. How, it do, is, you vet, yeah. how do you vet it? Yeah. How do you vet who to because I'm always like she'll come to me and, and you'll say things like uh what, what's an example of something you've said to me and I've blown my gasket because I'm like how can you believe that's true? <laughs> like either something about I've like so many the virus yeah. or something about the vaccine, or I don't think it was those things, but
1: something- Oh, um, totally, yeah. I mean, there was something, people were saying that Trump died.
0: Trump died.
1: And I believed it for a second.
0: Mm. And I'm like, you know, get some more sources. So right, of course it could be abused. abused.
2: Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm.
0: But I definitely see it as a lifeline for her and for her friends as a way of just staying also in motion during this pandemic, you know, where you're just like sitting on your butt all day. Yeah. Right. Oh, right.
2: I, am.
1: I mean, when I'm with my friends, that's mostly what we do is TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> they TikTok
0: together.
2: I'm really excited. I'll just launch the TikTok because we're already in dance. This is our form. Like TikTok is that.
1: Like, <laughs> Have you made the account yet?
2: Yes. Account is made. It's okay. at ODCSF.
0: There you go. So the TikTok account is at ODCSF.
2: Right. There's no content on it yet, but sometime this month.
0: Dance Cast is produced through ODC by me, Seema Belmar, Sophie Lenanger, and Chloe Zimberg. Show notes are available at odc.dance/stories where you can also find a transcript of this podcast. Until next time, dance on.